Well, good morning, Christian Hills. How's everybody doing today? Good. Well, I'm so excited to just be back leading worship with you guys. Um, I've just been enjoying our time with our newborn baby, but I'm just excited about the, the Lord is going to do today. Amen? Amen. We're just coming expecting today. Well, let's just start in a word of prayer and just ask the Lord to come and just be in this place and do his will today. God, we just thank you for who you are, Lord. We just thank you for the things that you have done in our lives, God. And we are coming expecting this morning, Lord. We know that you are going to move people. You are going to change lives. You are going to do just an incredible thing today, Lord. And we are just asking for you to come right now and be with us as we just worship you, God, and just cry out to you today, Lord. We just praise you and we thank you again for who you are in your name. Amen. If you just want to stand with us this morning, we're going to worship the Lord together. Let's put our hands together. Sing a little louder. 
We just thank you again for who you are, Lord. We thank you for your presence in this place, God. We want you like never before, God. We know that you're going to do miracles in this place, God. We know that you are going to come down and just touch lives today, God. Because you have made these promises to us, God. And we just stand firm in your word and the things that you have claimed. God, we just give this time to you. We give this service to you, God. We give you all of our attention right now, God. All of us today, Jesus. We just praise you. We love you and pray in your name. Everybody said amen. Well, if you want to just take this time and just greet each other, find someone new, learn their name this morning, and welcome them to Christian Hills.
Well, good morning, everyone. Well, thank you, Lord, for preparing the way for all that you have in store for us this morning. We're going to get ready and take the offering in here in just a second. I want to remind everyone that this is Pastor Appreciation Month, so hopefully uh, we've all been, been praying for our pastors. They're a huge blessing to us, and uh, it's a small thing that we can do just to, to lift them up on a very regular basis um, for the work they're doing for the kingdom and for us. Uh, I want to remind everyone that we are taking um, an offering, or you're able to contribute to the offering for the pastors as a small token of our appreciation. Um, if you want to do that, you can do that uh, right now. Um, next weekend, we're going to be presenting. So um, I'd encourage you to give in, in whatever way you're able. Um, all right, if, as the ushers, if you'd like to come forward. As you can see on the screen, there are four ways to give. Um, I'd like to encourage everyone that there are two big areas that, that I can see um, that we show where our faith lies. Our finances and our time are two really big ones. Um, so I would just put it before you, test and see in your giving. The Lord is faithful. The Lord is more than faithful. So I just pray, Father, that you would have your way in the hearts of every single one of us today. Help us just to have a spirit of faith as we give, a confidence in you, that everything we have comes from you, and it all belongs to you. Lord, help us have the right heart in every aspect of our life, especially in the areas of our finances and our time. Lord, I pray that you would just transform us as we go through the service. Pray that you'd prepare our hearts, guide us in, in every step we take, and especially now in our giving, I pray in Jesus, your name. All right. Well, good morning, church. As the uh, plates are being passed, I got a quick, few quick announcements for you guys. And uh, we are very excited about what happened uh, within the last couple of weeks as we were preparing. And then as we had Trunk or Treat, uh, who was a part of that? Yeah, come on. Let's hear it. Yeah, Trunk or Treat was, was amazing. And uh, we have a couple pictures we're just going to slide through just to show you some different things of that event. But but here's the amazing part, okay? There's a couple amazing things that happen. First off is we had, and we call this an outreach at Christian Hills. Trunk or treat, it's a fun thing. It's for our kids, but it's an outreach. And we had 1,415 people registered, okay? And our lines were getting pretty long, and there were some people that didn't even register. So we're, we're thinking that well over 2,000 people probably came through for trunk or treat. And so... The reason we call it an outreach, and this is really, really awesome, um, we, we had a, a prayer tent, if you saw, and we had many of the individuals here from Christian Hills and some of you that were partaking in this and praying for people as they came through. And we saw someone give their life to Christ, which is incredible. Yeah, let's hear it for that. God is so good and amazing. And just to see that someone give their life to Christ, we saw many that had healings and different things that we prayed for, and it was phenomenal. And uh, we're going to... 
We're going to be encouraging you over the next couple weeks here. Next week, the following week, we're going to get some video testimonies of just exactly what happened um, in some of those moments of prayer that we had. But what an incredible opportunity that we had just to outreach. And why we call it outreach is because it's not just what happens here on Sunday morning inside the walls of the church, but we truly desire as a church, as a family, to reach out to those outside of our walls, in our community, and to see people from all walks of life bring their kids out, hang out, have conversations. It was just an amazing, amazing time. So we just want to extend um, a, a thank you from the bottom of our hearts, from the staff, the elders, the deacons, for all of you that partook, that did cars, that helped hand out flyers, everything across the board that, that prayed for people. We just want to thank you so much for being a part of this. And this is truly the heart of why we do that, just to see people come to Christ. And so we celebrate that this morning because God is good. Amen? Amen. So we have some things we'll be sharing with you over the next couple weeks about that. The next thing I have for us is a reminder. Many of you may have heard, many of you have not. Where are my ladies in the house today? There they are. We have a ladies event that is coming up. Um, and it is the White Christmas, the musical, okay? And this will be taking uh, place, the, the group of ladies will be um, taking a group out to Munster, Indiana, okay? It's at the theater at the center is the name of it. It is Saturday, November 23rd. So this is, uh, all the ladies are invited out to go and participate in this. Here it's going to be an awesome time. You should in... Um, your bulletin has something that looks like this, and it looks like the picture up there. has all the info on it, but I just want to remind you that there is a $36 uh, cost for it, and money is due by November 6th. So, um, ladies, make sure that you get that in, connect with Mrs. McCartney. Uh, if you have any questions, she will, I'm sure, be happy to answer them um, and get connected with that. So, we're excited for that. Um, next up, we have Operation Christmas Child. You've maybe seen the table in the back, and uh, they will be preparing boxes that will go all over the globe for um, children in less fortunate countries that do not have anything. And these are care packages and gifts for kids that don't ever get anything. Um, and so we have the opportunity to partake in that. There's a donation bin that is outside by the table. There are lists of donations that we are in need of. So if you're like, how can I help? How can I do this? We have donations out there. And I believe that the date is November 15th that they have to have them prepared by. So over the next couple of weeks here, make sure that you're getting those in and that we um, are participating in that. We have an opportunity just to reach those that are in other countries, not only our own, that are in need. So check out that list. Make sure uh, you drop off any donations that you have out there. Um, and last but not least, we have another opportunity as a church to outreach into our community coming up in a few weeks. On November 24th, we have our Thanksgiving Back Outreach. Many of you have partaken in this, and uh, many of you might be asking, what exactly is this? Well, each year, right before Thanksgiving, we prepare, we get donations of food items that prepare um, a full Thanksgiving meal for families in our community that do not have the means to, to actually buy and have a Thanksgiving meal. And uh, we have the opportunity on the 24th to, we're going to be collecting donations. There will be lists and sign-ups in the back for that to see, okay, what can I get that are going to provide the meals that I can donate, turkeys, all the fixings that go with it. But also we have the opportunity as families, we'll, we'll hand out on that day bags that we'll send with you to go deliver 
um, specially to these families, those bags and meals. And so we'll have sign-ups for that. So you'll be able to donate, number one, to the meals. And number two, on the 24th, we are actually going to go out into our community as a church and hand out those meals to the families. And uh, it's, we always hear amazing stories of people just being prayed for and how blessed people are to, to get those when they are in such need. So make sure you're paying attention to that. We've got a couple weeks to prepare for that, to donate, um, and also we'll get everything in line for the day of that we will pass them out. But we're excited just for what God is going to continue to do this morning. Um, in our time of prayer and worship, we've been focusing on prayer. And Pastor Mike is going to share something special that um, we're going to do today. And just the focus of what God is doing in this place in prayer. Amen. The newly married man. So excited for him. Hallelujah. Great to have Ashley back. Amen. How about it? Good to have her back from maternity leave. So, well, today we're going to do something a little bit different. You know, I, I, we, we, we were in here praying Tuesday morning, and we really felt the Lord laid on our heart to do service a little different today. You know, we've been talking about prayer and how important prayer is. We've been looking at Romans chapter 12, verse 12, where it says, Be joyful in hope, patient in affliction, and faithful in prayer. And so, you know, we've been really pushing and understanding how prayer was so essential to Jesus' ministry and to what Jesus did and how he, he was able to do everything that God had called him to do. His power came through that, through the Holy Spirit, but also through prayer. And so we've been talking about prayer and some of the questions we looked at with prayer, if we can pop them up there, is if we remember, we've looked at how did Jesus pray and how should we pray? And why pray, and where should we pray, and what prayer does. And, and then we learned about the acrostic on prayer as well, about, you know, what we experience. And so uh, last week we talked about what are the hindrances to prayer. But, but, you know, so we've learned a lot about prayer over the last few weeks. And so what was laid on our heart during our prayer time and then on our staff meeting is that we would take a few songs, I would talk a little bit about prayer, and then we would put prayer into action. How many of you know that's a good thing? You know, I remember one time I went to this conference on prayer, and man, you know, we sat through sermons, and we sat through uh, uh, special workshops, and, and by the end of the whole seminar, you know, it was like a two, three-day thing, I, I, I actually started scratching my head and said, you know, this has been awesome, but I don't think we ever prayed the whole time we did the three-day seminar. And so we're going to put prayer into action today. And so I'm going to talk a little bit about prayer. I'm going to look at a few different things. But before I do that, I want you to understand that this is vitally important is that we put prayer into action because when we put prayer into action, that's where things happen. When we actually pray, things happen when we pray. And I like what John Wesley said, prayer is where the action is. Can you say amen to that, right? That is John Wesley's own statement. He said, when people are praying, that's where the action is. That's where things start to happen. That's where things start to break. And George Mueller, the founder of the great Christian orphanage work in England in the 1800s, was known as a powerful man of prayer, and he knew the importance of keeping at prayer even when the answers seemed delayed. As a matter of fact, when he was young, he began praying for his two best friends that they might be saved. Interesting enough, he prayed for them for more than 60 years, by the way. 
60 years of praying faithfully. And this guy would pray and see answers to prayer like they wouldn't have enough food to feed the orphans in the orphanage. And he'd pray, and an hour later, somebody would show up at the door with food for them. And back then, by the way, you couldn't put it on Facebook. You didn't have telephones and any of that kind of stuff. It was just the Holy Spirit speaking to people's heart to give, and they would come over and bring food for the orphanage. So this man was a man of prayer, and he saw God answer many of his prayers. But, man, he had prayed for these two friends of his for 60 years. One of the men was converted shortly before his death. It was his very last service that he ever did. This man came forward at that service and gave it one of them and gave his life to Christ. His very last service as a pastor. And then the other man was saved one year after his death. He didn't get saved during George's lifetime, but he got saved the year after. And, and what, what that tells me about our prayers is our prayers are timeless. Amen? What we pray today can have an impact years down the road, even when we're long gone, even when we uh, pass away, maybe when we go to heaven, we need to understand that our prayers will continue to make an impact long after we are gone. So today, we really want to understand this power of prayer. E.M. Bounds said this about prayer. God shapes the world by prayer. Prayers are deathless, by the way. They outlive the lives of those who utter them. And so I want to challenge you today, what is it that you've been praying for? What is it that you need encouragement in? You know, what do, what do we need to be praying about today for our families, for our community, for the people around us, for the people we run in contact with on a daily basis? And so we're going to look at a couple different verses today. We're going to look at some individuals in the Bible who prayed and what happened when they prayed. And if you have your Bibles, turn with me to Psalm chapter 3, Psalm chapter 3. You can grab your Bibles there, and we're going to read about David. Now, David, King David is kind of in a precarious position. Uh, life is not going very good for him right now. As a matter of fact, Absalom, his son, has kind of overtaken the kingdom, has forced David out. People are starting to side with Absalom rather than David. And so David is kind of fleeing for his life. He's taken most of his family with him, most of his guards and his mighty men are with him, and he has a, an army of about 600 with him, but there's thousands of other people that are against him in this point of time, and so he's fleeing from his son Absalom. But in the midst of his fleeing, and, and I want you to listen carefully, in, in 2 Samuel chapter 16, as King David was fleeing the city and getting close to Bahurim, a man from the same clan as Saul's family came out from there. His name was Shammai, son of Gerah. And when he saw David fleeing the city, he started pelting David with stones and throwing dirt at him and started cursing him and said, Get out, get out, you murderer, you scoundrel. The Lord has repaid you for all the blood you shed in the household of Saul, in whose place you have reigned. The Lord has given the kingdom into the hands of your son Absalom. You have come to ruin because you are a murderer. Then Abishai, son of Zerah. Now, first of all, I want you to know this guy's not in his right mind. Can, can you listen to me? Because there's David. There's his mighty men. There's 600 soldiers. There's his armed guards all around him. And this guy's throwing stones and dirt at David. And notice how David responds to the situation and scenario. Now, I want to put this in mind before we get to Psalm 3. 
And so David said to Abishai and all his officials, my son, my own flesh and blood is trying to kill me. And one of his guys, Uriah, said, hey, David, I'll just go over and I'll just cut his head off. Hey, David, just give me the word. This guy who's throwing stones at you, this guy who's mocking you, this guy who also is saying, God is not with you. You're on your own. You're, you're, you're doomed. You're going to lose the kingdom. You deserve this. You're a murderer. Da 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 da. And he's just pelting him with stones and he's pelting him with words and he's pelting him with negativity and he's pelting him with all these lies. And so one of David's men has had enough of it. He just wants to take the guy's head off. And David says, No. He says, It may be the Lord. He said, I don't know, maybe the Lord's telling him this, but he didn't know for sure. So David and his men continued along the road with Shammai, and as they were traveling down the road, it was interesting that Shammai didn't stop. He didn't stop even when the one guy threatened to go cut his head off. He followed them down the road, throwing rocks at him, throwing stuff at him, as it talks about in Samuel. But it's interesting that they still didn't, take, they still didn't kill the guy. They still didn't take him out. And then it says in verse 14, and this is once again looking at 2 Samuel chapter 16. So David and his men continued along the road with Shammai. And as he was going along the hillside, opposite him, cursing as he went, throwing stones at him and showering with dirt, the king and all the people with him arrived at their destination exhausted. Now think about this. They're fleeing for their lives. They're being tormented. And they're it says, God refreshed them. Now, I think that's when David wrote Psalm 3, by the way. Some, some theologians agree with me that it was at this point when he writes the psalm that we're going to look at, this, this prayer. So read with me the prayer, but listen. In. So keep all this stuff in the back of your mind. Now David writes this prayer to the Lord, and he prays this prayer, and he says, Lord, how many are my foes? How many rise up against me? Many are saying of me, God will not deliver you. And then there's this word, Selah. It's in your, or Selah, either way. And it's in your Bible. And so you have this word, and I want to come back to that word in a moment. And then, then he says this in his prayer, but you are a shield around me, O Lord. You bestow glory on me and lift up my head. To the Lord I cry aloud, and he answers me from his holy hill. Then you have that word, Selah, again. Then he says, I lie down and sleep. I wake again because the Lord sustains me. I will not fear the tens of thousands who have drawn up against me on every side. Arise, O Lord, deliver me. O my God, strike all my enemies on the jaw. Break the teeth of the wicked. From the Lord comes deliverance. May your blessing be on your people. Then the word again, Selah. So he prays his prayer, I think, in that moment. And God refreshes him. And, and I want to look at this prayer because we're going to be praying some of the aspects of his prayer in a moment here. And I want you to notice that, you know, even though everything seems to be going wrong for David, even though it seems like his own family has turned on him, even though many people who are friends of him are betraying him at this time, there seems to be no hope. We have people yelling, throwing rocks at him, throwing dirt at him, tell him God has abandoned you, you deserve this, you sinner. He's getting pelted. The voices are running around in his heads, but he gets to his destination. He starts to pray, and God refreshes him in that moment. And this word, selah, which is inserted here three times, basically means this in Hebrew. It means pause and think calmly on what you just said and what you just heard. And so for David, 
what he had to be reminded of is that even though all these people around him, and even though all these people are saying God's not with him, he needs to pause and think about that because in God's word, God is always for you, not against you. Amen? God is always with you, even the rest of the world turns against you. Even when your family starts to attack you and starts to mock you and starts to make fun of you and starts to throw stones at you and even dirt at you, God has not abandoned there, even though the liar, the devil, will tell you that he has. And so David paused and thought about that. And when we read that, we need to pause and think about that. But then it goes on to say, he says this. Notice, after he pauses, thinks about this, prays about this, he comes back with this. You are my shield, God. I know you're my shield. You were there when I the, the, took down Goliath. You were there when I took down the lions. You were there when we took the Palestinians down, when we got the great victories. Lord, you are my shield. You have bestowed glory on me, and you will lift up my head. And so his prayer that he's starting to think, he's probably reflecting on the past of how God has been faithful with him through all the years. Yes, he's made mistakes. Yes, he's done things wrong. But the reality is God is still with him. So he says, to you, Lord, I cry aloud. And then he says, and I know this, my answer to my problem, to my situation comes from his holy hill, his mountain. It comes from heaven. And then he says that word again, Selah. Pause and think calmly on this truth. God is your shield. God has not abandoned you. Don't listen to the lies. And then he says, I lie down and sleep. Now, I don't know about you, but when I get under stress or things start going wrong, how many people have a hard time sleeping? He says, I lie down. My son's trying to kill me. Shammai's been throwing stones and dirt at me. And he says, and I slept. I had a good night's sleep. The peace of God came over me. I slept great because he's my shield. He's my rock. He's my deliverer. And so he's out there once again in the wilderness, and he gets a good night's sleep. How many of you know that's a miracle of God in that moment? I wake again because the Lord sustains me. I will not fear the tens of thousands who have drawn up against me on every side. Arise, O Lord, deliver me. Oh, my God, strike all my enemies on the jaw. Break the teeth of the wicked. And then he says it again, from the Lord comes deliverance. May your blessing be on your people. And then there's that word again, pause and think calmly on this. So here's my challenge to you as we're going to play a few songs here. I don't know what's going on in your life. Maybe your family's turned against you. Maybe there's a lot of division and dissension in your family. Maybe you've had people come against you for this or that. And you're, there's been all these lies racing through your head saying God has abandoned you. God has left you. It's your fault. You did this. You did that. But I want you to do this. In this moment, in this time, I want you to take the time to just pray and ask God to deliver you. Amen. I want you to remember that God is faithful, that he will never forsake you or abandon you. I want you to pray and ask God for wisdom and insight as to what you should be doing in your situation or scenario. It could be a work scenario. It could be a school scenario, family scenario. Maybe you need to pray for somebody else. Maybe there's somebody else God's going to lay on your heart. And I want you to know, during these times of prayer today, if God lays somebody on your heart that you should go pray for, then you should go pray for them. Don't just sit there and say, I don't know if this is God or not. If God lays somebody on your heart on the other side of the church during these moments of prayer, you should get up and go pray for them. Can I get an amen to that? Listen to the Holy Spirit today. I think we also need to pray and ask God to help us to reject the lies that we hear in our heads. 
that come from the enemy or maybe they're coming from somebody who the devil is using to say these things to you. And you feel discouraged and you feel beaten down and you feel that God has forsaken you. I want you to know God can encourage you with his presence right now. I want you to pray and release the fear. How many know David could sleep because he let the fear go, amen? And sometimes we got to let the fear go. We got to look to God to deliver us from the fear because we can't deliver ourselves, but God can deliver us. So maybe you need to release the fear, the anxiety. Recognize the voices that you're listening to are not coming from the Lord. They're coming from the enemy. Then lastly, believe in God's faithfulness like David did. Confess it in your prayer. Recall the times he has delivered you. Maybe you need to go back and think about the answered prayers that God has given you. Amen? So we're going to take the time as we worship. And you can worship or you can pray. And just let the Holy Spirit minister to you. But remember these things that you should be doing. Take the time. And let's just pray. And let's put prayer into action. Amen? Ashley.
with you. The altars are open. Maybe this is a time for you and the Lord. This is a time for you to pray to the Lord like David did and find that time of refreshing when people are maybe coming against you. So we want you to know the altars are open for you to come forward. You can even turn around and pray at your chair if that's for you or maybe pray with your neighbor. But let's just let the Holy Spirit move and have his way. Lord, we thank you that you are our deliverer. We thank you that when it looks like the world is against us or our family's even against us or this person or that person, 
And we hear the lies of the enemy that God's not with you, God's not blessing you, God's not going to protect you, that we would just rebuke those lies in the name of Jesus. And that, Lord, we would stand upon the truth of your word. And then in those moments, we go back in our history with you, Lord, and see when you delivered us from the Goliaths and from the lions and the bears, and when you uh, put us in positions and opened the door for the kingdom to expand, Lord. All these different things that David remembered in that moment. Lord, let us remember how you have been with each and every one of us. And Lord, more than anything else today, I pray that each one of the ones who are crying out to you would feel your presence and would feel your words saying, I am with you and I will not forsake you. I have not left you, but I will encourage you. I will bring you through and you will get the breakthrough. May they hear your words over the words of those who are trying to beat them down or press them down, Lord. And Lord, we pray that your Holy Spirit would just continue to speak to us as we continue to cry out to you and as we put our prayers into action and as our prayers ascend off our tongues and they ascend into your throne room. Lord, we know you are listening. And we know our prayers are timeless, Lord, for those that may feel there's a loved one that is kind of hopeless. I, I pray that they would intercede for them as well and that God would break through and give them a breakthrough and deliver them from maybe the sin or whatever it is has them in bondage. And Lord, may you set them free. And Lord, we ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. You can stay where you're at. You don't even have to leave the altars, but I have another thought. This one is is our prayer action comes from 1 Chronicles 4.10. Years ago, this book came out about the prayer of Jabez. How many ever heard of that book? Raise your hand. But here's Jabez's prayer. It's found in 1 Chronicles chapter 4, verse 10. And when the author of Chronicles dutifully provides us with a list of Judah's descendants, he can't help but stop himself when he gets to Jabez. Right in the midst of these names, he comes to Jabez. He stops listing the names. And he says there was a man, and, and he wants us to notice this man. He wants us to understand there's more than just Jabez's name here as being an ancestor. Jabez did something that God blessed him for. He was a man of honor, and, and, and he had been in a painful situation. But he believed in God, and he, he imagined God could break him out of his situation or scenario. And so he prayed this prayer, and God heard his prayer. Listen to what it says. Jabez cried out to the God of Israel, Oh, that you would bless me and enlarge my territory. Let your hand be with me and keep me from harm so that I will be free from pain. And God granted his request. <laughs> One little short prayer. Right in the middle of all these other names, but Jabez's name was associated with this prayer that, God, will you bless me? Will you expand my territory? You know, sometimes around 3,000 years ago, one of history's great nobodies decided to pray. And when he looked at himself and his circumstances, he saw no reason of hope. Maybe he didn't have enough land to care for his family, and his family was going hungry. But when he prayed, he prayed the boldest, most hopeful prayer he could imagine. And God answered his prayer, it says. And by the way, God will answer your prayer, too, if you pray that kind of prayer. See, the, this first part of his prayer that we observe is he prayed for God for personal change. Because when you cry out to God 
for what he wants for you with hands open and heart expectant, God answers your prayer. I'm sure you've probably asked him to bless your food, right? I'm sure you've probably asked him, asked him to bless your kids or you've dedicated your kids. I'm sure you've asked him some days to bless your day. But when was the last time you asked God for something huge, something that would change your life now and make an impact for all eternity? When was the last time you asked, God, expand my territory, expand my influence. Lord, make my business grow. Lord, help finances come into my life so I can bless the church and the school and we can expand the kingdom of heaven and I can bless the missionaries. When was the last time you asked God for something really big? To expand your territory. Maybe it's a territory of influence. Lord, help me be more influential in my family that I can lead more people to you, Jesus. See, we got to cry out to God to enable us to do that because we can't do it on our own. By the way, we can't expand our own territories. We can't influence more people. We need Jesus to help us do that. Can you say amen to that? So maybe this is your prayer now. See, the second part of the prayer is asking God to enlarge your territory. It could be your business, your livelihood, your income. Maybe it's something with your health or something with your family. In the second request, Jabez pleaded for more territory. With more influence and more responsibility, Jabez could make a greater mark for the kingdom of God. But he was only on a tiny patch of opportunity, so he asked God to expand it. And God did. The third part of his prayer is, let your hand be with me. He knew that with the expansion of his territory that God would grant, that he would need God's hand on him so that he would manage it wisely and correctly. And so, I don't know about, about you, but have you ever taken on a big task only to discover too late that you're in way over your head. He knew he'd be in over his head for whatever God would do, so he wanted God to be with him, to give him wisdom and experience and insight of what to do. Lastly, he prays that the Lord would keep him from evil. See, after three border-busting requests, the last request in the Jabez prayer reaches for safety, protection, and long-term security. And he says, oh, Lord, keep me from evil. When was the last time you prayed that God would keep you from sin, keep you from evil, keep you from the grips of the evil one? When was the last time you prayed that? It's okay to pray that, by the way. It's okay to pray that God would enable you and strengthen you, that he will bless you, that he will expand your territory so you can do more for the kingdom of heaven. See, with God's hand using you in mighty ways for him, you will become a larger target for the enemy, by the way. He will come after you. He will attack you. He'll attack your family. And so you need to be prayed up, and you need to be connected up, and you need to be connected with God Almighty. See, Jabez's prayer was to keep himself from evil so that he could stay true to God, so he could stay connected to God, and so that God would continue to use him. So our instructions for prayer are pretty simple. Cry out to God to bless you. Maybe you've never done that in your life. It's okay in this time to cry out to God to expand your territory and to bless you. Secondly, ask the Lord to increase your territory. Could be influence, could be finances, could be blessing, whatever. Fill in the blank. Ask the Lord to be with you in all that you do. And then lastly, ask the Lord to keep you from evil, to keep you from sin, because it's evil and sin that will keep you from hitting the mark God wants you to hit. Amen? So we're going to do this again. Altars are open. You can pray where you're at. But we're going to just sing this prayer song again. You can once again, you can praise along with the song or you can pray as in the order of how Jabez prayed.
battles. This is how I fight my battles. This is how I fight my battles. This is how. This is how I fight my battles. This is how I fight my battles. This is how I fight my battles. This is how. we pray in agreement with these prayers where people are praying for you to expand their businesses, maybe to expand their finances or to expand their influence in their communities or schools, Lord. And Lord, we pray that you would hear their prayer and respond like you did to Jabez. But Lord, we want to be in tune with you and we want your help with us throughout this path that you lead us down. Give us wisdom and guidance and even revelation, Lord. Lord, help us to be able to make the right decisions that will help us to expand our territory for your kingdom so that we can bless your kingdom more, so that we can pour into missionaries and into our school and into our church, Lord, so that we can continue to make an impact on our community, Lord. And Lord, we pray, Lord, that you would keep us from evil. Lord, open our eyes to the, to the, to the tricks of the enemy who tries to pull us down through sin. And so, Lord, deliver us and keep us wise from getting caught up in the entanglement of sin. And, Lord, if we are in sin, I pray, Lord, that you would just lay it upon each and every heart to repent and ask for forgiveness because, Lord, you will set us free. And you set us free because you love us and you died on the cross to show us that you will set us free from our sin. And so, Lord, let us do business with you, Lord. And, Lord, let us continue to put our prayers into action this morning. And we ask this in your precious name. My last point this morning is we need to pray and put prayer in action by asking for the empowerment of the Holy Spirit. Jesus said in John chapter 16, verse 7 through 11, this, But I tell you the truth, for your good that I am going away. Unless I go away, the counselor will not come to you. But if I go, I will send him to you. When he comes, he will convict the world of guilt in regard to sin and righteousness and judgment, in regard to sin because men do not believe in me, in regard to righteousness because I am going to the Father, and where you can see me no longer, and in regard to judgment because the prince of this world now stands condemned. Jesus also said that the work of the Holy Spirit, as you progress on in chapter 16, is that the Holy Spirit will lead and guide you into all truth, verse 13. He will not speak on his own. He will speak only what he hears, the Father says. And he will tell you what is yet to come. He'll give you insight into the future, by the way. He will bring glory to me by taking what is mine and making it known to you. He'll give you knowledge about and wisdom and how to use knowledge rightly and correctly. And he goes on to say that, you know, with the Holy Spirit, he's the one that empowers us. He's the one that lives inside of us. He's the one that we need to tap into. Amen when we pray. He's the one that we need to tap into and be filled and empowered by him. And then Jesus in Acts chapter 1 verse 4 through 5, right before he ascended, he said, do not leave Jerusalem, but wait for the gift my father promised you, which is the Holy Spirit, which you have heard me speak about. For John baptized with water, but in a few days you will be baptized in the Holy Spirit. Then he basically commissioned them to go off to Jerusalem in Acts 1 8. And they were to go out there and they were to wait and they were to pray and intercede and tarry 
until they would receive power when the Holy Spirit came down. And then he, he said to them, he said, but you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and in Judea, Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. And then in Acts chapter 2, verses 1 through 21, Pentecost is the outpouring of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit comes down upon these men and women in this room that have been praying and intercede and waiting for this. Their prayer is answered, by the way. Their prayer is put into action because the Holy Spirit comes down and comes and lives inside all these people and empowers them. Peter turns from a coward to probably one of the most boldest preachers there is. And he gets out and preaches a phenomenal sermon on the day of Pentecost, and thousands of people come to Christ. Now, wait a minute. This is a guy that denied Christ not too short ago, denied him three times because he was afraid. Now he's filled with boldness to go speak the truth of who Jesus is. Even in the midst of fighting and even in the midst of his life and all this stuff, Peter's transformed. All these guys are transformed. It's because they get empowered with the Holy Spirit. And I don't know about you, but I think we need the Holy Spirit today more than ever. Amen? We need to be empowered with the Holy Spirit because it's the empowerment of the Holy Spirit that makes us the witness that Jesus wants us to be. It's the empowerment of the Holy Spirit that enables us to look at somebody throughout our day and the Holy Spirit say, you need to go pray for them. Or maybe the Holy Spirit says, you need to go say this to them and then pray for them. And I've seen so many times where the Lord lays somebody on my heart and I go pray for them. And I share what God has laid on my heart, and they start weeping or crying. And, and it's because the Holy Spirit is ministering to that person. Can you, do you get what I'm saying here? It is a promise prayer. And all you got to do is pray and ask God to empower you, to fill you with His Holy Spirit. Because we are to be filled with the Holy Spirit so that we, we can be transformed and so that we can help transform the, our culture and our society and our families and our churches and our schools. I'll say it again, the Holy Spirit is given to us by Jesus to guide us, to teach us, to warn us about sin, to empower us with his gifts. And he, he gives us wisdom and revelation to know God better. But it's a prayer we got to pray. It's a prayer that we have to put into action. See, the Holy Spirit's just waiting for you. Maybe you've never invited him to come in in this empowered way. Yeah, I know when you're born again, you have the Holy Spirit. But have you asked the Holy Spirit to empower you? to fill you up with overflowing, to give you this insight and wisdom and what we call the power of the gifts of the Holy Spirit and put them into action. All you got to do is ask. All you got to do is open up your heart and say, Lord, I'm open. I, I want to do this. And, and I really believe because it was a promise of Pentecost from Joel that God would pour out his spirit in the last day on all people. And and the young men will see visions, and old men will dream dreams, and all these kind of things are going to happen. And I think he wants to empower the church today to be the church, not a wimpy church, not a church that sits in the background and tries to be politically correct, but a church that is out there on the front line taking it to the enemy, amen? And the only way we can do that is if we're empowered with the Holy Spirit. So what we're going to do is I really, we're going to set up a few prayer stations here. So I'm going to ask some of my school kingdom ministry people to come on up, ask some of my elders to come on up too. And so we're going to set up a few different prayer stations here up front. Now, John over here, those who 
uh, are going to be with John are going to pray for people for healing. Maybe you need a healing. You've been going through something physically. Well, John over there is going to pray for you for that. Over here is some of our school kingdom ministry people, and they're going to pray for you to be empowered with the Holy Spirit. And what that means is they're just going to talk to you about what that means. And if you really want that, and that is your prayer, come on up, and they're going to pray for you. Maybe you need to be empowered uh, to do something God wants you to do. And you know what? Do you want to get over your fear? Get empowered with the Holy Spirit. Amen? Because sometimes the tasks God gives us are way beyond our capacity and capability, and we know it. But with the Holy Spirit, you can do all things. All things are possible with the Holy Spirit empowering you, leading you, coming upon you rising you up in this occasion. So they're going to pray for you for the empowerment of the Holy Spirit. Amen? And so if you want prayer for that, come on over here. And then we're going to also have some people down front here that are going to pray for people that need to be set free from fear. I believe fear keeps people in, in, in a lot of bondage today. Can you say amen to that? Fear is kind of connected with depression. It's connected with anxiety. It's connected with people can't be in crowds and and, you know, I have some people I know battle this. This is a real thing, and it's and, and it, you can be set free from that. And so my wife and I are going to be down here in front. We're going to pray for people. If you need to be set free from fear, we want to pray for you to be set free from fear. Amen? So my last station is the prayer wall. We haven't forgot about the prayer wall. And there on the right-hand side are all the requests. Maybe you have some requests you want to put on the prayer wall. Please do so. If you don't put your request up there, then we're not praying for it throughout the week. Amen? Because we are praying for what's on that list every week. And then if you do get an answer prayer, you need to put it up on the left side because answered prayers build our faith. Amen? Amen? So we need to hear the good stuff, not just the bad stuff. We need to hear when God does something good, like answering prayer. And so if you've got an answer prayer, you can go and do that as well. So we're going to open it up for more prayer if you want to worship. You can worship along with the team, but we want to encourage you. You know, let the Holy Spirit have his way. You need to be empowered. You need to be encouraged. You need to become bold for the kingdom. Maybe you want to be a better witness. I don't know about you, but, you know, Martin Luther said, you know, sometimes the best prayers are the prayers that happen in the moment. Like when the Holy Spirit puts somebody upon your heart and says, go pray for them in the restaurant. And you actually go pray for them. You need the boldness of the Holy Spirit to do that. So let's let the Holy Spirit have his way. Amen. Let's pray. Beer? All right. We're going to pray for you.
faithfulness now will rest in your promises my confidence is your faithfulness now will rest in your promises my confidence is your faithfulness Sing faithful Faithful you are, faithful forever you will be, faithful you are, and all your promises are yes and amen. encourage you again maybe as you've been in prayer somebody in the congregation has been laid on your heart um, please make sure you pray for them they may be here they may not I know this morning I had a couple people laid on my heart so I called both of them and both of them said we were just I was just thinking about you Pastor Mike and then you called and so I want you to know that if God puts somebody on your heart you need to pray for them amen whether they're here or not so maybe as we continue to worship here, pray for those individuals that come upon your mind now because that's the Holy Spirit putting them in there. And then maybe that person is here. So I want to say it again, you have permission that if you see somebody that you feel you should pray for here, go pray for them because I believe God wants to use you guys. It's not just us pastors that God uses to pray for people. Can I have an amen to that? This is, this is a priesthood of all believers. It's the believers in the body of Christ who are together. And God uses all of us to be a part of this ministry. So if, if God lays that on your heart, please do that. Uh, we're going to sing another song here. And then if once again, if someone's laid on your heart, please pray for them. If you need prayer for any other thing, come on down front. My wife and I would be happy to pray with you. All right? Amen.
light in the darkness, my God, that is who you are. Waymaker, waymaker, miracle worker, promise keeper, light in the darkness, my God, that is who you For those who are in prayer, just keep praying where you're at. But we're going to sing this song again as a congregation. So why don't we all stand and sing this together and believe what it says in these words. Jesus is all these things. Amen. Amen. He's here to empower. He's here to deliver. He's here to expand your territory. He's here to encourage you. So we're going to sing this song. And then if you need to go, you're dismissed. For those that want to stay here, we're just going to continue to let the Holy Spirit move as we know people will continue to be prayed for. So God bless you. After the song, you can go, but we're going to continue in here in an attitude of praise and worship and let the Holy Spirit have his way. God bless. Even when I don't feel you're working
Lord, we thank you. You're the way maker. You're the promise keeper. And Lord, you're the light in the darkness for each and every one of us, no matter what we're facing. And Lord, all these prayers were put into action as we prayed them today. And Lord, we pray that we would see answers to these prayers, that loved ones will be set free and delivered from drugs or alcohol, that we would see people healed and physically touched, God, that people would be encouraged and that the fear would go and that they would feel your love over the fear. Lord, we just continue to pray for miracles to happen here at Christian Hills. Lord, continue to transform each and every one of us from the inside out as you continue to minister to us on the inside, as you continue to grow us in what you want us to become. And Lord, I just pray that you would expand the territory of Christian Hills Church and school. We pray that we could impact more and more people like we did at the Trunk Retreat, Lord. Lord, we know 1,400 and some people at just the beginning. And Lord, we pray that we could impact our surroundings and the cities that we live in. We pray that our school would impact more students and that more students would come into the school. And so, Lord, we just look to you to expand the territory so that we could give you the glory, the praise, and the honor. But, Lord, continue to bless those that have businesses and expand them and continue to be there for each and every one. Continue to empower us with your Holy Spirit. And, Lord, we're just believing great things are going to happen. And the Church of Jesus Christ said, Amen. Well, God bless you. Have a great week. If you still need prayer, we'll be down front to be willing to pray with you, but have a great week. God bless.